as we go further into our season of Advent, we meet John the Baptist. John the Baptist always kind of stops us on our way to Christmas to make sure that we are truly ready for the coming of the Lord. Let us hear these words from the Gospel of Luke. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Eritrea and Trachonitis, and Licinius, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Ananias and Caliphas, the word of the Lord came to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. John went into all the region around the Jordan proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the, the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make God's path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we do long for your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. We do long for a healing of our own lives and for a healing of the world. We do long for all humanity to know your dream of peace. So speak to us now, each of us, as we need to hear your word for us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. It would not be Christmas at our house without listening to Basil Rathbone's recording of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carable. It's Christmas Eve at Ebenezer's house when he is visited by Marley's ghost. Jacob Marley had a chain clasped around his middle. It was a long chain and wound about him like a tail. It was made of cash boxes, keys, padlocks, ledgers, deeds, and heavy purses wrought in steel. You are fettered, said Scrooge, trembling. Tell me why. I wear the chain I forged in life replied the ghost. I made it link by link and yard by yard. I girded it on my own free will and of my own free will I wore it. <coughs> Jacob's Marley's ghost has a bit of a cold. 
But you were always a good man of business, Jacob, faltered Scrooge. Business, cried the ghost, wringing his hands. Mankind was my business. The common welfare was my business. Charity, mercy, forbearance, and benevolence were all my business. I am here tonight to warn you that you have yet a chance and a hope of escaping my fate. <coughs> a chance and a hope. Today we are visited by our own ghost of Marley, otherwise known as John the Baptist. He gives us a chance and a hope for release from the chains that bind us. Release for freedom, but not just for freedom. Freedom to do the work of the kingdom of God. <coughs> I tell you folks, I am on every cold medicine imaginable. <laughs> and I am here before you. It is a Christmas miracle. <laughs> and we will do this sermon and have fun. John the Baptist is the ghost of prophets long past. And prophets are the messengers of God sent to warn people and give them a chance and a hope when they have strayed from God's ways. These are the prophets. So John is out there in the wilderness <coughs> where the spirit runs wild. That's what the wilderness is famous for in the Bible. Things happen in the wilderness that don't happen other places. People are transformed in the wilderness. They are changed for good. And that's where John the Baptist is, out there, calling people to transformation. Now, if you recognize that the beginning of the passage, half of this passage was about the rulers of the time. All of those rulers, Tiberius and Pontius Pilate and Licinius and all of those political rulers and then Annas and Caiaphas, the religious rulers. So Luke is saying, John, John, the son of a priest. The word of God doesn't come to all of the rulers. The word of God comes to this wild ghost of a prophet. And God charges John with calling for higher ethical standards and a return to community. And his baptism out there in the wilderness is a call to commitment. It is an act of allegiance to live a different kind of life. John says out there in the wilderness, will you join me in this effort, in this calling to make a more ethical life? John wants that commitment. So that's the baptism part. 
And then it tells us it's a baptism of repentance. It's not about feeling remorse. John's like, fine, feel remorse, but I want your commitment about turning around and turning back to God. So a baptism, an allegiance of turning around, and that leads to the forgiveness of sins. Now the word forgiveness in Greek is aphesis. And the most basic meaning is release from bondage. It is to have those chains cut off, literally. For when Jesus in Luke 4 says, I proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and it is sight to the blind, and release to the captives, that's the word. That is the word for forgiveness. Forgiveness is all about being set free from the chains that bind us. And it's not just these regrets that Marley's ghost has or the greeds or even our misdeeds. It's that, but it's so much more. It's the powers that bind us. Our own inability to put down those things we wish we hadn't done or the powers that we wish didn't bind us, racism or sexism. I saw a wonderful video on Facebook. You know those lovely Facebook images, videos, which you say, I'm not going to watch, and then you watch them and you're so moved. This one was of a bird entwined in fishing line. Did anyone see it? The bird was so entwined in fishing line that, you know, that had been in the water, and it couldn't move at all. And it, rescuers, bird rescuers, held this bird so gently while they so carefully cut the bits of fishing line. And it took time. And, there, and you could just see this bird starting to be free. And, the, and it just so carefully, the release of one wing, and then the release of the feet, until finally this bird was able to fly. It was released. Now, I don't know about you, but I have an amazing ability to remember every bad thing I have done in my entire life. In the third grade, I was talking in the hall, and it's really very funny. Um, I was talking in the hall, and I had my ruler out in front of me, and, and I was going to my next class when I ran into my teacher with the ruler right in her belly. And she yelled at us for being late to class. Well, of course, I remember that, right? I was talking in the hall, I was late to class, I got yelled at, I poked my teacher in the stomach with a ruler. It's one of the links on the chain. I have to say that I've kind of chopped that one off, but I remember it. <laughs> or we think about Jacob Marley and all those missed opportunities to love. And that was his thing, right? 
He had all of these times when he could have been more compassionate. All of these times when he could, could have made somebody else's load a little bit lighter. And he didn't do it. What chains do we drag around? John says, be released. Drop those chains. Be free. Leave them behind. So you can grab a shovel and get at work building the highway for God. To tear down the mountains of despair, to lift up the valleys, to make that highway for love and grace and the power of God peace and justice to enter in. Mankind is my business. The common welfare is our business. Charity, mercy, forbearance, benevolence are all our business. Now, John's baptism was a little bit different from our baptism. John's baptism begins with the human intention to change. Our baptism begins with God's intention to set us free. It is the grace of God that removes our shackles. It is we who now insist on carrying them around. Our arrogance, our fear, our penchant for violence, our guilt and shame. For some reason, we often prefer to carry this around than work for the highway of God. So we're going to take just a moment in, in a little bit here, and I want you to think about what chains you have tied around your waist. What do you lug around? What can you face now to put down? Is there an argument you still allow to weigh on you? Can you let it go and turn around to that person and make amends? Now, isn't that building a highway to prepare the way of love and peace? And what if nations did this? What if nations were able to put down and be released from our sins and our fear and our prejudice, our injustice and discrimination? What if our nations were able to find a way then to come together in preparing for that beloved community? It is Advent. God is coming. <coughs> really. Now, we were going to have like two bowls of water up here for you to come forward and get a blessing. But I said to Eric this morning, there is nobody in this congregation who is going to come forward to a bowl of water and get a blessing from me. <laughs> that is just not going to happen. So in this time, we're going to take just a few minutes, moments, and I want you to think about what shackles are around your waist that keep you from loving as God would have you love.
you've already received grace. This is not John's baptism. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You are already released. (coughs) So you can work for God. Hear from Scrooge one more time on Christmas morning. I don't know what to do, cried Scrooge, laughing and crying in the same breath. I am as light as a feather. I am as happy as an angel. I am as merry as a schoolboy. I am as giddy as a drunken man. A merry Christmas to everyone. A happy new year to all the world. And all flesh shall see the salvation of our God. Amen.